Hey, what's up, everybody? On today's show, we welcome a very special versus battle on Sunday. Football coming up. And yes, he actually knew. But it's not surprising. All that and more on this episode of The Ty Digger Show. Hey, welcome back. It is an it is a joy to see you guys again, to talk to you guys. Um, I'm blessed. Um, I was just thinking to myself earlier today that, you know, podcasting, I think this is something I'm probably going to be doing for the rest of my life. Uh, don't know how long that's going to be, but well, I hope it's going to be for a long time. But I can see myself being in my late 70s, early 80s, still doing this. And hopefully the equipment's better by then. But anyway, um. Welcome back to September 11th uh, episode of this show. I'm still going strong and thank you guys for still being here. Um, First things first, I want to talk about the first weekend of football. Um, Yo, I didn't think we was going to be playing football this year. I honestly did not. I still don't think we should be, but it's going to happen and it's happening this weekend. And since football is happening and the NFL season is about to get popping, I hope all the bad losses happen to your team and only your team. I hate you. I hate your team and nobody else's team but your team. Go Panthers. It's going to be a rough season for my boys, but you know what? We got to ride. You know, being a true fan means you ride with your team through victory, through defeat, through bad seasons, through uh, great seasons. Whether your team get all the hype or maybe your team's not getting all the hype, but you ride with your team. And I salute you fans that still out there riding with your team, um, win or lose. Um, got a chance to see uh, Patrick Mahomes a little bit uh, last night. <laughs> Kid looks pretty good, man. That dude, oh my goodness. He, man, that offense is going to be trouble this year. But, hey, I'm not going to crown them yet because there's a whole lot of football to be played. Uh, Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. Uh, Cam Newton's in New England. 
out of all the places in the world. And it's going to be interesting watching a lot of those uh, New England fans who trashed um, Newton before have to embrace him. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I might even bring it up to a couple of them this year. Who knows? I'm petty like that. Um, I don't know what is, I would like to know what everybody's thoughts is about the season. Um, I think I saw, I saw what the NBA is doing and although football and baseball can't do the bubble thing, but I think the NBA has been pretty good about keeping their players, uh, safe. Um, baseball is tried. Um, we had a couple outbreaks, but I think some of that is just guys not following the rules. Um, as simple as that. Thing with football, as long as guys follow the rules and keep together and keep to themselves, I think it's going to get off with a hitch without um, without any problems. And some of the and then I know it's hard being away from family that long, being away from the scene. You want to go party. Um, you're doing it big, but you know to get the season going, sacrifices have to be made, and unfortunately those million dollar contracts, you know, you got to make those sacrifices. So good luck to everybody. Well, not good luck on the field, but good luck staying healthy and um, be safe. And before we move on, look, shout out to shout out to you guys. Um, The people who have been holding it down during this pandemic. Um, I interact with you a lot. I see you on Twitter and it is awesome to see you guys out there still doing your thing um, living life and just enjoying yourselves, um, being creative. I'm seeing a lot more creativity now, which is a good thing. Um, I think it's a good thing for this country. Um, this country was great. This country was great when the people are allowed to be creative and the people are compensated for being creative and just seeing new ideas, uh, pop out and, and it's going to be interesting moving forward. Um, see how these um, ideas manifest themselves um, just to see how this country deals with the, with the new normal. Um, as I was telling somebody earlier today, schools are going to be a lot different from here on out. We're, we're never going back to the traditional, what we was doing um, before everything shut down in March. It's going to be a new thing. And we've learned that we can do other things um, outside of having everybody in the building at once. So we're going to start seeing high schools going to a online model. Um, and arguably maybe people from across, across the country are able going to, are going to be able to attend prestigious high schools from their own home. Uh, so again, it's going to be interesting. And, I see you guys handling your business and and I know it's been tough so far. Um, everything has been upside down since March and it's been rough. Just visiting your family. You just feel like that you're endangering yourself and don't get me wrong. I'm not condemning anybody from seeing relatives or parents or anything like that, because I know we still have to take care of our parents. When you get my age, you have to look out for your parents, um, siblings, uh, nieces, nephews. And sometimes some of that looking out means you got to travel to them. So again, I'm not blasting you for doing that as long as everybody's being safe, but just know I understand. And I understand how tough it is. I understand that worry as you travel 
or you bringing something to your mom or dad or would you be taking something back home to your family or you spreading things so just stay safe mask up wash your hands wash your hands um and just keep your distance and i think everything would be fine but again shout out to you guys man you guys deserve a round of applause man i we're going to get through this okay America is going to get through this. We are going to find a way. The human race is going to find a way to get through this. And when we come from the other side, I hope we take advantage to be better. We take advantage of this to get better, to understand. I think the last couple of months should allow everybody, um, white, black, whatever your race, creed, sexuality um, is. I think you should take time to make yourself a better person. Okay, to make this country a better place, to make this world a better place to be. So anyway, as we're moving on, football's here, ready to see somebody get their head busted, get better. We're doing better and we're going to be better. Okay, so we're going to head back to a commercial break. And when we come back, special announcement from Versus, all that and more on this episode of The Ty Digger Show. And we're back. And um, before I get into this next uh, topic, rest in peace to one of my shirts because... um, put it on yesterday and realized that the collar is loose and droopy. And yes, I have a quitter collar and I'm actually wearing a shirt today. It's a green lantern, um, DC comic t-shirt and one of my favorite shirts. Um, and if you know me, you know, I only really wear two colors and that's black and blue, uh, maybe a white shirt here every now and then, but I have very few green shirts. So, I'm kind of sad that I'm losing it. Um, I think I wear it around the house, but can't really wear it outside because, yeah, the collar like shows all the taco meat. So I'm going to retire that shirt. But anyway, as I was talking about earlier about us thriving and one of the things that's helped us thrive has been the um, IG Apple Music um, versus battles. Um, Battles, calling them battles is a little bit um heavy but that's that's what we're calling them but i don't see them so much as battles i just see them as celebrations because i feel like everybody wins in them um i feel like the artists get a chance to reintroduce themselves um to a younger uh audience um and i feel like we are able to um reconnect with um our youth um our younger days either it's some of you guys watching your parents listening to the music or listening to the music with your parents. Or maybe if you're like me and you grew up on a lot of this music, um, there's a lot of this music was hot when you was in college, um, what have you. So I think it's great that we're doing these. Um, it's awesome. And I want to take this time out to announce a special battle that's coming up this Sunday between Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. Wow. Wow. 
wow, how did they get those two megastars to be able to agree to this? Like, I, maybe they saw the um, the other people doing it and thought, you know what? Let's put on our own show. Let's get together and let's make this happen. And and I think it's going to be an amazing time. Um, both women can sing lights out. Both women got countless hits. Oh my goodness, it's gonna it's gonna get real up in there. And and while most people are trying to score it, or I gave up scoring these things a long time ago, but because. At the end of the day, like I said, we all won. And and I'm done trying to pick what song is better than this song. And no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be there to enjoy the vibes. Uh, hopefully they play a music. Um, listen, and I know they can't play all of it, but we're going to have to find a way for them to play all of Somebody Loves You, baby. Somebody Loves You. That that has to happen. Okay. You're going to have to play all of that. So maybe everybody in IG and Twitter land can come up with a couple of dollars a piece to pay it off. But the money has to be found. It it has to play in this entirely. You cannot. And I mean, you cannot only play a little bit of that song. Play it all. All of it. But I actually look forward to it. And I just look forward with the fellowship with people, um, just hanging out with my folks and we're doing this online and everybody's just enjoying themselves, you know, and I think we need that in this world, especially during this time. We need a outlet. I just wish they didn't do it on Sunday because, you know, some of us got to work on Monday. But you know what? I'm showing up tired. We're just going to be exhausted on Monday morning because it's going to happen. And after the battle is over, there's going to be an after party. There's going to be a literally virtual after party when this battle is over with because the vibe is still going to be there. We're still going to be rocking. We just can't get a couple hours of that. Yo, we need that to go all night. So it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm aware and if I'm going to have a drink or anything. Oh, did you not know? Um, I stopped um, drinking for a little while. Um not saying I'm giving it up completely, but you know what? I just feel like you don't have to drink all the time. So I'm just going to give it a rest for a little while. But I might have a sip of something, something light for Patty and Gladys. Not nothing, not nothing heavy. We ain't going to be on that handy or anything like that. You know, something, something classy. All right. Something classy, something befitting of two women of their stature. All right. So, um. I would love to hear you um, call in or hit the message link and just tell me what has been your favorite part of these battles um, or what has been your favorite battle so far. So, again, when we say battles, we just say it like, you know, that's what it's called. But I don't think anybody sees it as a battle and the and the artists don't see it as a battle. I've seen a lot of friendships. Um, a lot of people compliment each other on their music. So it should be fun. Although I'm still waiting on that Jay-Z um, LL Cool J battle. I know I might not ever get it, but you know what? We can't. We got to keep on. We got to keep on getting him. We got to we got to blow up LL's 
um, Twitter page. We got to call it Rock the Bells. Yo, we got to call up the title and, you know, we got to tell Beyonce, look, Jay need to get a part of this. You know, he needs to be him and LL. We need to, we need that. You know what? We need that battle. And maybe it'd be an opportunity for them to come together. You know, you know, they have their issues in the past and whatnot, and I'm not going to get in all that. So I'm ready for this battle and I hope you guys are ready for this battle. All right. So. This is going to be a short segment anyway, because I didn't want to drag on and on about it. When we come back, we're going to talk about what this day means to us and what Donald Trump knew. All that and more on this episode of The Todd Diggins Show. So let's rewind a little bit and let's go back to February when we start hearing about this virus. And honestly, when I first heard about it, I thought this was going to be kind of like the swine flu or um, the West Nile virus. Um, I knew there was a danger to it. Um, I knew people were going to get sick, but I thought we were going to find a way to uh, move around this. Um the president of the United States knew how dangerous this was. He was informed that how dangerous this was, and yet he downplayed it. He downplayed it. He withdrew the U.S. from a lot of organizations. Um, they stopped listening to reports from the World Health Organization and pretty much had his followers, had his people even believe that this virus wasn't very dangerous it wasn't it was just like the regular flu and the fact that he's now admitting well not now but he admitted to even knowing back then why he was looking to americans in the face and telling us that this wasn't a big deal we're just gonna shut down for a little while and it's gonna be gone it'll be gone by summer that tells you one of two things one this man is unfit for the office. Either he didn't he he didn't understand what was going on, and as president of the United States, you don't get that. You don't get that excuse. You don't get to say I did not understand what was going on. That's not an excuse. The fact that you don't understand what goes on could lead to a, putting a lot of people in jeopardy. And his job is to protect the people that he's governing. And guess what? That doesn't mean you only protect the people that voted for you. You protect everybody. 
You are the president of the United States, not the president of the Republicans and the Democrats are under your heel. Um, he, he should have been a little more straightforward. And this is from a March 19th interview that he always wanted to downplay it. He always wanted to play it down. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to play with everybody's lives like that. You know, he put a lot of people at risk. There's a lot of people who are not here with this anymore. We're, we're closing on the 200,000 deaths in this country from it. And and people want to compare the number of deaths to the number of the actual population of people in the United States. Understand that the people who don't die from it, they're facing long term health issues. And I like to remind you long term health issues that the government isn't going to pay for. The government isn't going to take care of. The government has been trying to strip away health care for the longest. Healthcare insurances have been denying coverage to people with pre-existing conditions. Like, no, it's just more than just putting the people who died at risk. He put everybody at risk. We're still going to grocery stores with masks over our faces. We're still having the social distance. Um, high school seniors are not in this school students in general, high school, but especially high school seniors are not getting a chance to enjoy their senior year. We just graduated a class of high school and college students who did not get the joy of being able to walk across the the, um, stage to get that diploma, who did not get the joy of just hanging out after graduation. Um, A friend of mine um, threw up a picture of us on our graduation night 25 years ago, by the way. And um, and I just realized, yo, I don't know what I've done if I did not get the chance just to stand next to these people that I went to school with for most of my life. You know, uh, getting a chance to get that diploma in front of my mom, getting a chance to get my degree in front of my mom. Like, that's tough. And a lot of them had to go through that. So, again, as I shot, shouted you out earlier, I'm going to shout you guys out again. Yo, you young guys have have really, really stepped it up. Not, not I'm saying that I didn't think you could, but yo, this is difficult. And this wouldn't have been necessary if he just would have took it seriously from the start. Just take it seriously from the start. We could have shut down everything in February, going into March, and been great for this summer. People could have had a summer. We could have graduated people um, during this summer. A lot of people will still be here with us if we just took it seriously. And I and I need people to understand that this whole work, work, work mentality is going to drive this country into a grave. You know, we cannot we cannot continue to push our people to go to work and show up all the time, especially in the middle of a pandemic. We can't push people to go to work where it gets to the point where it risks their lives. And it's crazy to hear him actually say that. Like, I'm not 100% sure of this, but I'm positive that he can be impeached for that. Putting American lives at risk is enough to put you right back in, in that courtroom. And this time, it shouldn't just be him. It should be Mitch McConnell, Lizzie Graham, Ted Cruz, Tucker Carlson. It should be a lot of those guys sitting in front of a grand jury explaining themselves. 
Tom Cotton, a lot of those guys need to be sitting in front of explaining themselves about this. Because there's no, no, I'm not going to allow anybody who supported him over this time to say, oh, I didn't know he said that. Guess what? Just as guilty as he is. Line them all up. And it, w- w- the first part of 2021, when Biden beats him, by the way, he needs to be, it needs to be a whole bunch of trials. A lot of men need to see prison time. And that's why I stand on that. It's it's literally too much. I was livid when I heard it. Absolutely livid. Like, I, I could have survived with the whole, he was just simply too dumb to understand what was going on. But no, he knew. He knew. And uh, Herman Cain died supporting this idea. And has he once, has he once, Mentioned a guy? No. He simply, Alan Iverson stepped over his body. And then it shows he doesn't care about his supporters. He just doesn't care. And I don't understand how people, especially African-Americans, can get behind that. I get being a black Republican, but I don't get how you can get behind that man. I'm a Democrat, and there are Democrats that would never get my support. Never get it. So I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I, I simply don't get it. And God bless us all, man. But I do think he needs to be brought up on that. And I do think the media needs to hammer that home, because that's his voice. He said it, and I and I hear I see all the MAGA boys somehow running around blaming Lindsey Graham and Bob Woodard for even having the interview. Nobody told Trump to answer that. He he should have known better not to answer that. Yo, this is going to be the biggest failure of his presidency. If I mean, amongst other things, it's going to go with him wherever he goes, and I hope he knows that. I hope it was worth it. I really do. He better be lucky I'm not president of the United States next. Because I definitely, I would make it a personal mission to make sure that he he sees justice for that. Because those close to 200,000 people who, who died deserve that. That didn't have to happen. None of this had to happen. Football season should have started on time. Baseball season, we should have had baseball. People should have had a summer. Those people should still be alive. I can't. I'm going to keep on coming back to that. Um, those kids should have had, a, had their graduations, their proms, and that was stolen, all because he wanted to play it down for political points. And I don't understand how people can continue to do this whole Democrat as bad as the Republican thing. Yo, it's dishonest. It's completely dishonest. And speaking of dishonest, I'm seeing a whole lot of people talking about they don't have to vote. Black people at that. Women, yo, he's promising um, seats to Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton, two men who who said they're already out to knock down Roe versus Wade. If that's not enough to get you to vote for the other side, I don't know where it is. If him embracing Nazis is not enough to get you to vote for, for uh, Biden, I don't know what it is. 
if him telling the cops to start opening up on protesters, on peaceful protesters, isn't enough to get you to vote him out, I don't know what is. But I will tell you this much. Keep on playing this game that, oh, I'm going to be right politically and I'm going to have my own conscience and I'm not going to be sheep to vote for the Democrats. Keep on playing that game. Your vote's not going to matter soon. It's simply not going to matter soon. And honestly, while I can agree with people when they say Biden might not be the best choice. You know what? Some of that's our fault. Some of that's our fault. We, we so busy tearing down any non-white male um, candidate that guys like Biden and Trump survive all that carnage and they have the power just to they stay in power just to be there. So hold your nose, go ahead in that election booth, vote Biden, get Trump out of there. Because again, four more years of that, again, your vote not going to matter. It's simply not going to matter. And you thought the police were wild now. Let's do four more years of this. Before I go, um, I want to um, hold a little remembrance. Um, on this day, 19 years ago, 9-11 happened. Um, the story, I mean, most of you know the story. Um, hijackers, terrorists, members of Al-Qaeda um, took four planes. Two of them crashed into the World Trade Center, Tower 1 and Tower 2. Um, another one slammed into the Pentagon here in Washington, D.C. A fourth one um, once the passengers uh, got phone calls um, from their loved ones that, you know, two planes, a plane hit the World Trade Center, um, some brave men, the passengers got together and attempted to, um, to force their way into the cockpit to um, get the plane, get control of the plane and the pilot, um, instead of losing control of the plane, decided to uh, slam the plane down into a field in Pennsylvania. And, you know, it's it's, it's still tough to me to this day to remember some of the images from that, some of the crying, um, the children, you know, a lot of those children finding out that their parents are not coming home, wives, husbands, finding out that their loved ones are not coming home, um, loved ones talking to the, frantically talking to the, the people that they love right before they died. You know, you think about that. You, you just think about those moments that you don't see. Think about the moments of the of the people letting other people get on the elevator first because those people are younger and they felt like they've lived their lives. You know, um, the firefighters and and I know we've been kind of anti-police for the last couple of weeks, but you know, those policemen who ran into the building to help people, you know, it's never been, I'm against the, the tactics, but yo, what they did was brave. You know, when other people are running out of buildings, those firefighters ran into that building, you know, to help people. There were people helping people when those towers collapsed, you know, and the smoke and the, the, the terrified people in on top of the buildings who could not get to the stairs um, when the planes hit in the middle of the building. A lot of those people on the top floors were trapped. Um, and, and instead of burning alive, a lot of them jumped. And uh, it's 
it's still haunting, haunting, um, you know, teaching history and remembering that. Like, I, again, it's, I freeze up sometimes when I talk about it and I apologize for that um, right now. But, you know, it was a horrendous day and it's something that we shouldn't forget. Um, if not anything more, we shouldn't forget the people that was affected. Um, the Muslims here and the people of color here, especially the Sikhs who were brutalized just because people didn't know the difference. You know, um, you know, you think about events like this, you just don't think about the people who died on that day. You think about the troops who uh, signed up, the troops who gave their lives um, to go overseas to, um, to push this fight. You think about the poor Afghani people who got caught up in the, in the middle of the battle, the poor Iraqis who get caught up in the middle of the battle, in the middle of these fights, you know. Um, a lot of those people don't agree with those men with Al Qaeda. A lot of them didn't agree with Bin Laden, but again, they were caught up in in the middle of that. You know, the children that that were killed, um, the innocents that were murdered. You know, they they are affected by that too. So when you remember nine eleven, not only remember the poor souls that was lost on that day, but please remember the people who who died in the aftermath because of um, what we had to do, what we did afterwards. And before I go, I want to please beg you people um, when you're showing videos, uh, pictures about 9-11, be mindful of what you show. As I talked about earlier about people jumping from the building, be mindful. That might've been somebody's relative. Um, somebody's loved one might've been in that building when it collapsed, you know, just be mindful of other people. Cause you don't know who's watching your clip and you don't want to awaken that nightmare again. Cause those people have to relive that nightmare every year. Okay. Just like we were living it. All right. So just be mindful of what you show. Okay. Cause not everybody needs to see it. Not everybody wants to see it. All right. So going to end that right here. Thank you for uh, again being with me and I will see you guys on Tuesday. Ty Digger signing out.